tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! What? Come through, Andre 3000! Doing his thing, acting and singing. Acting and singing. Hey, get that money. <laughs> yes, let somebody else make some money in Hollywood. Thank you. Please. But he's actually doing a good job. He is. Because I usually don't like that, but you know, whatever. Do your thing, Andre. The whole world loves it when you watch the American Crime After Show <laughs> on After Buzz TV Thursday nights at 6 o'clock. Um, Erica Renee Davis here. Find me on Snapchat. Twitter, and Periscope. I'm Erica J. Green. You can find me on Twitter, Snapchat, all that good stuff. Erica J. Green, J A Y E spelled out. J A Y E, and um, you can find me at Erica Renee D on everything. <laughs> now, our little host um, panel looks a little <laughs> looks a little bare today, yes. and that is because we're missing two of our handsome, fabulous, intelligent host co-hosts, um, Johnny and Nick Brava. Yes. So. They're just, here in spirit. They, they are here in spirit. <laughs> okay. So if you guys watched American Crime last year, did you watch American last Crime last year? Last so season. Good. Just an amazing show. It is. I, I was blown away. And I, I binge watched it because I put it on my to-do list, but I didn't get around to doing it with all these great shows on right now. But then when I went binge watched it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. <laughs> Favorite thing about last year's American Crime? Oh my gosh. Um... The actors. Yeah, yeah. They're so phenomenal. They are such great acting. I, Regina it, King won her, was it a Golden award, Glo- yep. Yeah, her award. No, she um, won the, the Emmy. Oh, the, yeah, the primetime Emmy. The Emmy yes. Pardon me, Regina King. Get it, girl. <laughs> yes. Um, that, that was a very proud moment. I know a lot of people were very happy for it, but everyone on that cast deserves Felicity Hoffman. Oh, yes. Timothy Hutton, um, like literally everything. Yeah. Yeah. Great talent. (laughs) So a lot of people were perturbed by the fact that this year's American Crime was going to be same cast, but different characters, similar to American Horror Story. Yes. The thing that (laughs) threw me off, I didn't know that initially. I guess I didn't look it up or do the research beforehand. But when I'm watching it, I was like, is this a backstory? That's what I initially thought. But I was like, how do they all know each other in this realm? But, (laughs) you know, and interacting with each other. I don't, I don't. You thought it was a bad dream. Yes. I was like, what's going on here? But then when I got it, I was like, oh, they're changing it up. And then I looked it up. I was like, okay, that's cool. But, you know, they're all playing their new characters respectively. So they're doing their job. Okay, so let's jump into the episode. Um, now, Erica J. Mm-hmm. Erica J. Well, Erica J. <laughs> yeah, Erica J. Erica D. Erica J. Just finished watching last season's American Crime. Mm-hmm. So you said that you felt like you went from ah, awesome show to uh, being deflated when you watched this but, first episode. Yes, the first episode only. I know it's going to get better because this show just—I mean, it's incredible talent, incredible writing, and everything. So, but this first episode, I just wasn't. I, there was no awe factor. You know, aha factor. Like, I'm sitting here, I have my computer on my stomach, and I'm just like, 
on my phone. I was like, that's good. <laughs> I was like, this is good stuff. And then I was like, okay, where is this? And then I looked. I was like, I got five minutes left. Where is it? Okay. Hit me with something. That's what I wanted. Okay. So I disagree. I, I, I disagree. I, I, from the moment I watched the show, now, then again, I didn't, I didn't binge watch it like mm-hmm. you. I wasn't coming off of this climax Amazing. of, oh, uh, you know, of having just finished the last yeah. season's ep- um, episodes. I thought from the very beginning, I was already thinking, okay, what, what character is doing this because of what? So even when Taylor was sitting in the, the bleachers at the beginning of the show, yeah. looking at his phone, um, I knew that that was going to be some type of foreshadowing for something. So I was already on the edge of my seat from the beginning. And I, I just want to add this. The uh, the thing that also kind of threw me back was I thought it was going to be a continuation. So okay. ending on that last season, I was like, I wanted to know what happened to all those characters. I wanted to know what the relationship with the mother and um and everything. I oh, wanted to yeah. finish, you know, those stories. But then I can see how those stories couldn't continue. Couldn't I see continue. that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm Okay. You know, I'm a fallback. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, so you guys out there understand that Erica D and Erica J are coming from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. I'm coming from the perspective of I watched the show. Le- I watched the show last year. Oh, great. Um, we have a little Amber Alert going on right now. Um, <laughs> there's an Amber Alert if you're watching. Live. <laughs> if, you're, if, you're Lo- if you're in Los Angeles, California, there's an, Al- uh, an Amber Alert. <laughs> No, but yeah. different perspectives. Yes. I'm coming from the perspective of watch last seasons a year ago, loved it, knew what to expect this year as far as sexuality sexuality being the theme. You're coming yeah. from thinking that the continuation was going to be from last season's storylines. Mm-hmm. Okay, so understand that. That's how that's where we're coming from today. Okay. Sexuality is this year's American crime theme in class. It's sexuality in, in class. class yes. Okay, thoughts. That's what I'm saying. I want to get to what I do like about okay. this episode. Um. I like that they're um, exploring the rape through a male being raped. You know, mm-hmm. it's always females. We're always being victimized. And you see how... Um, I, I like that they explore, even in this first episode, how whenever you're the victim, how people try to turn it around if you're not as credible mm-hmm. as the people who did the crime to you. And I really enjoy... I'm, I'm, I can't wait to to when they unfold this story out because I oh my gosh I know it's just gonna be mind boggling who did it I'm I'm sitting here like wondering whenever um the coach went into the um, oh, to, locker room yep. and started talking to them I'm looking around the room I'm to like see. who did it the one guy smiled yeah the son of Regina King's character was kind of like put his head down but I was like it, it, it's not going to be that obvious okay so I'm, I'm, I really can't wait to they unfold the story more and more but that's something I'm really glad that they start they um, decided to explore in this um, season I agree and what's ironic is that there is a high school in Tennessee right now um, I want to say it's in uh, uh, Oletta County I might be mispronouncing mm-hmm. that so out there, um, people out there, let me know if I butchered your school. But I think it's Aletta County School High School. Um, the basketball team went on a tournament trip to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. This just happened Christmas Eve, so wow. literally uh, thir- 15 days ago. And there were three basketball players on the varsity team who sexually assaulted one of their teammates and the player had to have surgery and they're Mm. keeping the details a little bit discreet and secretive right now because everyone involved is a juvenile Um, but what we do know is that they assaulted the victim with a pool stick and he had to have surgery so 
as heavy this, material heavy, heavy, heavy material heavy. so this is real life happening in Tennessee right now as we speak as of today that school system decided to cancel the varsity basketball seasons um season wow. yeah varsity basketball team season so as this is unfolding it's going to be interesting to juxtapose what's going on on, on American crime yeah. with what's going on in Tennessee um sexuality yeah. in class though i one of the high points for me of this episode was when uh, Taylor's mom. What's her name in the the show? Taylor's mom. Went, I thought it was um, Terry. Terry Reggie. is it Terry? Yeah, Regina King's character. No, no, no. Taylor is the. Oh, Taylor's the. the oh, yeah. The I, white boy yeah, who yeah, got yeah. who the victim. Yeah, yes, the victim. Yeah, his mom. Um, when his mom went to Felicity Huffman and and basically poured her heart out mm. to her, to her because she's the headmaster, she's the authority figure, mm. she's a person that you would hope would be the champion for someone who was victimized and. Felicity Huffman's body language was so patronizing. <laughs> She's like, yes, like reaching over and touching her. And it, and it just, like you said, it's about yeah. class. Because if that lady was rich yeah. or upper middle it's, class. Her son is on financial aid. So her son is on financial that, yeah. aid. So she feels less than and the headmaster definitely treated her as such. And did you also note how she had her sign that paper, which was kind of correlation to what happened in last season yes, she did, with yeah. not knowing what you're doing before you do it yeah. and getting yourself in trouble like with the law how he got in trouble with the law last season because yep. he didn't know to keep his mouth shut to your lawyers here. Yeah. so to me I was like and I'm sitting here thinking don't sign that paper because she's going to try she brought it out real quickly well this you said here this is what you said mm-hmm. um, your son you said your son you didn't know what happened I was like no she didn't she helped you out last season exactly keeping, you know I have to go back to last season <laughs> I just watched yeah. it <laughs> okay so let's let's look at that I mm-hmm. mean is it the case that people from working class um, circumstances are taken advantage of in those kind of white collar situations? And like, how how do you how, how do you resolve that? You know what? I don't even think it's a working class thing to rich people. I think it's if you're un, you're not informed, if you don't okay. know, if you don't educate yourself, because you could be in a working class. My mom was a police officer, okay, and we were very informed about everything. Okay, you know, she she told us the do's and don'ts of of law and everything. She went to law school and everything. So I don't think it's a that that's a necessary. Wait, wait, hold on. Your, your mom, your mom is a, your mom has a she JD. Yes, she has a doctorate. Yeah. Okay. Well, hold on. But she though. was a police officer. But we were still working class. So I'm okay. just saying, it's it, it's really you have to educate yourself. Okay. You can't sit around and wait. Just like after in last season, he had to educate himself, and he okay. was told, you know, you need to do this, th- this, that, and that, and don't let people push you over, even no matter if they're like higher than you, whatever it is. You See, know? that's interesting, Erica, because I think to, I, so. Maybe I'm what I'm saying is working class or middle class or yeah. upper class is relative maybe that's a subjective maybe that's subjective terminology because mm-hmm. yes your mom might have been might have been a police officer but she had a jd like yeah I, but I, we I, were definitely considered middle class working class okay. she was a police officer single parent okay she's a single okay we were, we're in a single parent home so we were definitely in that but she knew that you know yeah. she, nobody was pulling anything on her okay on anything so now i applaud the writers and john ridley for <laughs> exploring putting a, a male victim in the situation because I think that society had, we have all these different standards about mm-hmm. what it means for a woman to be in a situation yeah. and then it, we start talking about oh how was she dressed what was her behavior oh, which let's I'm talk so glad a- you said that okay so let's talk about you, what happens yeah. when it's a girl in that situation versus a, a boy as we have in American crime well I do see a lot of um 
things coming up right now. They're having a lot of uh, marketing towards rape right now. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've seen some of the ads. They have a lot of celebrities supporting um, people who are rape victims. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it is mainly geared toward the women who have been victimized. Yeah. And then a lot of them don't say anything because, oh, well, I put myself in that situation. I was too drunk. You know, I, I wore the skirt that was, but that doesn't mean, you know, yes. Yeah. So he, yes, he may have had a drink as um, Felicity. Or two. Yeah. Um, Character tried to say, well, your son was doing something that was wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're young kids. Young kids are going to do things that are wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, but does, did he deserve to be raped? Yeah. And did they say they skeezed on him? Yes. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And that, there was pictures. There was proof of that. And you still don't want to prosecute these children for that? Yeah. Uh, That, I was just blown away by, if I don't, I, I could feel the mother's like how she was feeling at that time. Your your son is being treated like I don't like proper like nothing like nothing like dirt, and she's sitting here condescending and very much even, so. I was just I was floored. I'm sorry. I was no, floored. no, heavy material, and I'm very emotional person. <laughs> it, it is very heavy material, and again, I do like the choice of them choosing a man or a young a young boy so that we can deal with the nuances that come along with how do we treat a victim when it's not a woman and mm-hmm. probably for the sake of uh, an hour long episode i think it's interesting that he basically admitted it you know because a lot of women go years and years, years and years and years and years and years and years, mm-hmm. and years and years and years and never say i was sexually assaulted again for the sake of television i understand that he did it within the hour or but no, no, he did it some days or a week. No, they the pictures were a week ago, so it was like a week or so. So a week ago, yeah. But I thought it was interesting that he did admit that because I would think most men would, would not, not speak admit out it. on something like you know because they're like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not gay. Men have this masculinity. I'm I, a guy did this to me. I wouldn't let anybody know that. So I was very surprised that they chose to flesh that out and so soon and so soon in the episode. So in the season, so let's talk about Coach Dan now. Coach Dan's um, character. We're already being presented as a, he's being presented to us as a upstanding, well-respected man of the community. Totally opposite from last season. <laughs> I mean, jeez. Thank, thank I love you. that. Me I love too. that. Great Me too. Yeah. Um, so I think we've already been forced to fall in love with him. You know, everybody, everyone loves a winning coach. Mm. Everyone loves a winning coach. Um, I personally think that his reaction to the headmaster coming to him yeah. was as even killed and as objective as you would hope a person in that situation could be because she came to him with information. He has no idea, you know, who's right, who's wrong. I feel like Felicity Huffman's character was these boys. They, they didn't do anything wrong. I feel like he was you disagree. Um, the thing is, he's a coach, and most okay. coaches are teachers as well. Okay. So, as a teacher, your your mind frame should be about the students, not okay. only just the students you're coaching, but all the students and their welfare. Okay. So, for you to get information, even if it was hearsay or rumor or whatever it was, and kind of be kind of nonchalant about it and throw it to the side, or, or be upset because you're the one who has to confront the mm-hmm. the boys about it, that's are you kidding me? And you're an adult. See, this is a child. Being sexually assaulted, even if it was not real and he made it up, you should, I, I would have taken it so seriously. What? A child in my school was being sexually assaulted by my boys? He should have, you know, I kind of feel like he should have been more. But see, at this point, this information is, this is just, a, see, okay, see, <laughs> we, we disagree because I think that at this point he, he's processing this as an alleged incident. We don't know. We, no, like, no, we know that it happened. It doesn't matter, alleged or not. 
you're an adult, you're a teacher, you're the coach, you're some a figurehead of the school. You should take it seriously. If a child, See, is I think being he took it seriously. Assaulted. He was upset about it. I'm the one who he was whining about it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I I think he I think he what took it, it seriously. What if it was your daughter? What if that's what I want? Put your what if it was your daughter? Okay, and that's he would have took it real serious. I think that he took it as seriously as you can expect for a coach for a person who is who's who is being given limited information that's that's what i think wow. he's he's a different type of guy <laughs> than what I, the way i would have handled it because that's what is the time period in this going on like is it like mid 90s early 2000s it, it, it seems to be the time period seems to be present time yeah, actually present yeah time, very then present. that's something that should have be addressed right away Especially with everything that happened at yeah, with this uh, show is very current. Yeah, yeah, and he and he did address it right away. I mm-hmm. mean, like like they, the social media pictures came up yeah. with Taylor, you know, drunk and throwing up on himself, and then the coach did he address it right away? Yeah. He didn't want to, but he did, and that's why that's why I disagree with you because you don't have to want to do something, but he took the action. I just think he should have had a better mind frame about it. You okay. should be more about the children instead of, oh, man, I got this winning team and I don't want them to be it caught up in this mess. And that's okay. kind of the way he was about oh, it. Okay. If, yeah, really. Now, let's explore Regina King's character. <laughs> she's a, she's something else in this one. Tell me what you think about <laughs> Regina King's character. Just coming off of her being Aaliyah, who was all enlightened. Yeah. And now you're like this housewife who's nothing's good enough mm-hmm. for for your son and nothing's good enough for your family. That's why I initially thought that this was a backstory for last season. Because I was like, she was talking about how she wanted the big house and nothing was good enough. So now I'm like, you have this big house, you have all of this, and it's still not good enough. You know, her son didn't take the sh- um, shot the last basketball shot. game. Yeah. She was like, oh, why didn't you do that? He brought over a, a black girl that wasn't up to her standards. Yeah. Uh, she's not... From a good enough family, you know. So I was like, "Really? <laughs> is this what you're doing now?" So you you don't like her character right now, but I think you know most of the arches they start the character where you don't really care for them. But I think we're gonna see maybe arch in her that she we find out that she there's more to her than just this okay. kind of housewife rich and with Andre 3000's character. What is the name? Um, I, <laughs> we're gonna call him Andre 3000. Andre 3000. I have his name written down somewhere. I will tell you in He's a moment. He's doing a great job. I think I want to say it's Michael. He's doing a great job. Um, Regina King's character, I think, represents what a lot of um, upper middle class black families experience in America. Mm-hmm. You know, especially families that have a black son. Especially families that have a black son in this climate of black boys getting killed by the day, mm-hmm. innocent or not, by police officers. She, you know, is a, 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 a successful woman. Mm-hmm. She and her husband are successful. They have this black child who's on the basketball team, so he's an athlete. Yeah, he's a cool kid. He's a cool kid. Yeah. He drives a BMW. And I... Cops don't bother cops him. Cops don't bother him. <laughs> cops don't bother him. So her, her wanting him to take the last shot, her mm-hmm. wanting him to date the perfect girl, her wanting him, you know... To n- be more. To, to be more mm-hmm. is is consistent with what black mothers in America deal with today. So I don't dislike her character no, because no. It, cause it's true. It's, I it's, don't dislike her character. Okay. I just... Um, being so hard on him like that, you know, in Andre through that... Um, Michael's character. I think it's Michael. I'll Michael, look at it right now. He um, made a comment. He was like, I didn't have anything when you met me. But now look at it. But now you look know, at it. So you don't have to be all 
one-minded and oh I have to have this and that you know now in this you have to work for it and you have to your children need to find their own way but so, is it in the case okay so let's say they didn't have anything let's say that Regina King's character was a little bit ahead of the eight ball than her, her husband mm-hmm. But you don't want your children to have to go through those no, same struggles. Of not. So we don't know much about Kevin's girlfriend, the girl that he brought home that day. But let's say that she's not, let's say that her family's not as affluent as his. Okay. A mother has a right to say, I don't want you bringing this girl home who's not on your same level. A mother does have a right. I don't have a problem with that. But how many, how often does that work? <laughs> <laughs> Where you tell your children, don't do that. True. Don't leave the house. Okay, well, I'm going to get my purse and sneak out the window. You know, window. you don't, that's. I mean, I'm not trying to tell any parent how to parent, but usually it doesn't work. And you saw he had the girl all up in his room and trying yeah, to get some sleep. Oh, I was like, whoa, this was a... <laughs> yeah. And you thought he was cute, though. He, yeah, I, I thought, the, I thought Kevin's character was cute. <laughs> so let, let's stay on moms. Mm-hmm. Taylor's mom, at the beginning of the episode, Taylor went to the laundromat, and he was like, Mom, I don't want to be at the school. My counselor <laughs> says that I can get into all these big schools, and my grades suck, and I'm not going to... And she keeps insisting that um, she keeps insisting that he's good enough to get into Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. He's good enough to get into a good school, good enough to get into a good college. And then he eventually says to her, Mom, I wish I had never come here. And she continues to insist, we came here so that you could have a chance at life. Let's talk about how moms don't listen. Let's talk yeah. about how Kevin's mom said, take the last shot. He was like, I didn't want to take the last shot. Someone else was open. Let's talk about Taylor's mom. Taylor's mom and Kevin's mom are very, very similar. They okay. want the best for their sons. Um, Taylor's mom can't even afford that school, mm-hmm. but still sent him there. Yeah. Because I could see how she could be so angry about this whole thing coming up right now because you, you work your fingers to the bone like pennies. You're literally living ch- paycheck to paycheck and you're sending that money to a school. You know, usually schools are free and you want your son to have the best education and I guess, you know, I don't know if they even live in that neighborhood, but obviously Judging she from that apartment, probably not. Yeah, yeah she jumped through <laughs> some hoops to get him in and it's just I, just, I feel like both of their moms are very similar. Kevin's mom and Taylor's mom. They just want the best for their children, but they're doing it, you know, just a little bit out of the way and not really thinking about what the children want. Okay. You know? Oh, no, I... I, Parents do that. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. I love you, Mom. (laughs) I I know. Hi, Mom. (laughs) Okay, so before we talk more about the actual rape, I do want to touch on Dan's daughter and how he videotaped her. (laughs) I thought that was weird. Shake it fast. Shake it fast. What, you went over there and snatched her up? I wouldn't be videotaping it. What are you doing? Okay. That's what I would have done. He's over here videotaping. I'm going to show it to the mom. He's so docile just from, like, last season. Okay. Let me videotape and show it to the mom and get her in trouble. You snatch her up. My daughter's over there shaking her butt in front of some guy's face. Come okay. on now. Okay. <laughs> my mom was a teacher at my high school. Mm-hmm. And when I graduated, no. I came back. Yeah, and she was actually my teacher one, one year. What? When I came back, I made a made an A. I earned, I earned an A. Let me let me clarify. I earned sure my you A. Did. I did. I, I promise I did. Um, but I came back to visit her I was a freshman in college and I came back with some like some booty shorts on like in a one strap shirt and some really thick clunker like <laughs> like stacked heels and she was so upset with me mm-hmm. um, my friend and I went into her classroom and she's like you girls need to leave campus right now why are you dress so slutty oh, and I mean I wasn't upset I mean I probably was at that time but to, to your point about how Dan did not discipline his daughter right away my mom definitely called me out yeah. on my stuff right then and there was like dude get out of here like you look trashy yeah. but I want to talk about 
the how we frame young girls' sexuality. Like my mom would have, or dad would have jerked me up, and yours would have too. Yeah. But does making a scene during a situation like that make a young girl question if she can be sexually expressive? Um, in this instance, you're at school. Okay. There's there's no reason to have sexuality in school. You're okay. there for education. My mom always told us that. You're going to school for education. Mm-hmm. I didn't send you to be cute, make friends, all, anything else. Okay. You know, she was glad that we were active and whatever, but you're there for education for um, first most. Yeah. So, you know, in that instance, no. I mean, I don't think sexuality had anything it, she would have been affected if he did to go over there and I'm not talking about he had to grab no. her or whatever it's just like what do you, you know just maybe going over there and standing there she would have stopped she would have stopped you know your father standing there who would shake their butt in front of their father unless True. you're just tacky yeah so that's all he could have done and I'm not saying make a big scene about it but you see parents are doing that they're doing these extreme cases where they're shaving heads and stuff yeah their kids are being bad and that's I don't know if that's what it's coming to because kids is bad they, they are <laughs> well days. bad being bad is real compared it's generational we yes, think they're bad I'm yeah. sure our parents and our I'm grandparents old. thought we were bad too when when Dan showed the daughter the um the the shake it fast video at dinner <laughs> I think he could have used that as a moment to talk about sexuality. I think that a lot of good parents teach their young girls, their teenagers, to be prudes. Even the mom said, oh, I know Mm -hmm. she thinks I'm a a sexual prude. And I think that parents do teach daughters to not be sexually expressive. And I think that it is appropriate for him to say, look, here's this video. Why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. But I think you got to go a step further and say, educate. You got to educate. You know, he should have said, you probably have these sexual urges. I understand that mm-hmm. you want to express yourself and wear short clothes and whatever, whatever, whatever. But but he doesn't want to go there. But he doesn't want to go there. And we're starting to see that unfold about his character. He didn't want to go there to confront the boy. Okay. He didn't want to go there to jack the girl up. He didn't want to go there when he had the video in his hand. He didn't. He's saying to the wife, "Oh, why did you show her that?" We're seeing what Dan's character is going to end up being in this season, like he was last season. Like he was last season. I hate to say it, but I mean, he's just not to me stepping up but I could be wrong okay I could be wrong but yeah there was some very teachable moments that he could have set his daughter down and look hey it's okay for you to have these feelings towards this young man Mm -hmm. or whatever it is y'all situation but that's not how you conduct yourself as a lady that would have okay. been a nice, you know, as a, as a lady at school or as a lady because a lady, you're 16 well, or I, mean, I think girls can be ladies too. women. Women are ladies. Girls can be ladies. Ladies is how you conduct yourself. OK. And if you're shaking, he should have asked her, do you want to be a lady or do you want people calling you a whore? That's how you have to talk to. See, I feel like that's how you have to talk. To uh, you know, what? I'm not disagreeing with with that because mm-hmm. I think that you do have to go all the way there, you especially teenagers. Real. But. I got in trouble on this panel last season because I called somebody a whore. And somebody in the comment section said, you know, is she a whore? I think I called um, the daughter who was in a coma a whore because she had questionable behavior. Yeah. And what I've learned from reading the comment sections and just taking a look at myself is that I was taught to be, you know, I was taught that being sexually expressive is okay, but within mm. within a lot of confinement. Yeah. And so I don't think that shaking it fast on a, bo- on a boy says, means that you're a whore. No, no, no. I don't think she's a whore at all. I thought that that was the moment that he could have said, because let's take it back. In society, we see something and that's how we call it. In okay. Soci- society, okay. if you saw a girl over there, a girls would have walked in and been like, look at that hoe over there. Look at that hoe. That would have okay. been a teachable moment for him to say, do you want to be seen as a lady okay. or a whore? Okay. And he could have had that moment with her to be, and she would have been like, oh, aha. You know, no, I don't want to, you know, of course nobody wants to be called 
Oh, okay. And I, and I hate that word, too. I hate, even if you've slept with so many people, I don't think anybody should be called that. Okay. But that was a teachable moment that he could have been like, in a comparison, do you want to be a lady? Do you want to be seen as a lady? Do you want to present yourself as a lady or present yourself as this little twat twerking stuff <laughs> on this guy? You know? I was like, it's a lot. A tw- You're doing a lot. A high school twerking whore. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we have here. <laughs> to play devil's advocate to that, it's so hard to have that conversation with your parents. Just imagine, like, you being that age and your dad trying to be like, look, you can't be going out of here with hoochie shorts on and why, and you, why are you showing boys this? You're going to be like, dad, please, no. Like, I don't want to talk about this. It's hard, but it needs to be done. I mean, you're the parent. You're not it's the It's definitely friend. a conversation that yeah. needs to be done, though. Yeah, that's that's being a parent is hard. No one said it was easy. Yeah, no, no so, one said it was easy. You, you're gonna have to do the hard thing. Our parents but I, did I well, that. though. You know, I, I don't even know what I would do in that situation. I know I would would have not just let her stand over there doing and that. shake it fast. And like you're that. a representation. She's a representation of him. Of him. Everybody at the knows that. That's your daughter. Okay. So teachers coming there. Hey, um, Dan, I saw your daughter twerking on that guy. <laughs> a way to raise him. <laughs> and and before we move on, he actually used the the word hoe because he or the mother used the word hoe. She said, "Oh, the the dance teacher t- is teaching the girls to to oh, dance yes. like mm-hmm. strippers and or hoes." And then Dan corrected her and was like, "Oh no, a stripper is not a hoe." So <laughs> again, I, I I will I'm excited about this season and and talking more in depthly about. Stri- you know, strippers, whores, hoes. I mean, <laughs> talking more in depth. About I mean, seriously, and whores. because because uh, we we were taught we we were taught for years and years and years that women who um are that comfortable with their sexuality to are shy away from. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah we're taught yeah, to shy away definitely. from it. But definitely. now, you know, strippers who were stripping in the late nineties, early two thousands have television shows and then are, are on <laughs> That's true feature films. That's so true. The tides have cha- changed. Okay, I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Let's get to Taylor before we go. Taylor has been raped or victimized, mm-hmm. and I still would like to hesitate and say that we don't know what happened. As we saw we last season, mm-hmm. we don't no, know no. Oh who gosh. the perpetrator was. And I'm not victim blaming or victim shaming, but mm-hmm. I know that John Ridley and his writers are so brilliant. Mm. I, they want us to think that because of the things they were saying on social media and because of what the pictures look like. They want us to think that Taylor was just the victim. Yeah, we don't know. We do not know. Mm -hmm. We don't don't know. So, But we do know at this point he is a a young man who's hurt. He's hurt. And he doesn't even want to be at the school. I can't imagine. He was already outcast before. Mm -hmm. So now with all these pictures coming out, he's being made fun of. And we all know being in school, you feel like that's your world. Mm -hmm. And you see all these suicide rates in in high school and stuff like that and I just don't know why other students don't keep that in mind. Do you want to kill someone? You know, do you want to push someone to that edge? Yeah. So to me I I, I can't say you're right because we have no idea we don't know. and it could be a total twist that like he set the whole thing up. I don't know. Just to get out of I don't know. Yes. But you're right but as of right now this first episode is he's a, a young kid who's seriously hurt. He was running away from his mom probably the only person who he has. Mm-hmm. I don't see a father figure. Yeah. So he doesn't have that and Oh, Lord. That's so heavy. Yeah, I just, I just want, I just, personally, I just, I just don't want to jump to conclusions and be upset with Kevin or the other basketball players or, now, kids, high school age kids, college age kids, hell, adults. Like, we create environments in which illicit behavior happens and those behaviors oftentimes result in things that are either illegal or hurtful. 
Um, you you know what's interesting though? No, go ahead, Taylor. In the beginning, when I first watched him sitting up there and watching that player um, play, that one guy who smiled in the locker room—I don't know his name—that character. I thought that they had something going on. Me too. And and there was and I, there's a point in the episode where um someone says, "Did you go to the?" Or his mom says, "Did you go to the party because you wanted to be with him or something like that?" So, I think there's a, a more backstory to that relationship. I, he was smiling at him yeah. while he was. I was like, and then when he, it switched up and he had a girlfriend, I was like, "Hold on now, what's really going on? You're watching. You're sitting up and who who goes to practices and watch somebody play unless you're unless dating you, him? You yeah. know." That's so I was just like so then when all this came out I just I really think that's something's gonna unfold with that character he was smiling in the yeah. locker room I don't really get what's up with him you know I'm yeah. like, I want to see I know he's probably gonna be a pivotal part in this story so oh, yes I can't wait to see it okay so overall what is your I guess your your um, biggest takeaway when it comes to class and and the sexual nuances that we um, saw last last night in American Crime from the episode class and sexuality yeah um, I think that the way that they, um, specifically Felicity Huffman's character, mm-hmm. how she's trying to play down what one person said over what the facts mm-hmm. were, I guess, um, what the more rich people and against the the poorer people. I think that, you know, I, I, I can't wait to see that unfold because I think we're going to have an arch where we're going to see that that doesn't matter. Okay. And it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter um, what you have. Uh, as a person you have to take that that seriously you have to take a person seriously you have to you have to see beyond all of that Mm -hmm. and who knows that boy could be somebody important one day you know you she's treating him like he's nothing like he's crumbs to be swept under the um, table but how do you you know you don't know anything about him you don't know anything about his upbringing you don't know anything about any you know anything about him and I think it's interesting the way she's playing this she's really trying to play her yeah she she is she's trying to play her she tried to play her from the beginning the way she talked to her (laughs) It was doing all of those. Very very condescending. Yes. I, one of my biggest takeaways is um, people needing to listen. Mm. Mothers needing to listen. Yeah. Uh, I'm old school in the sense of, I think everything starts at home. And I do realize as I've gotten older that everyone, you know, doesn't have a mom and a dad who are going to preach the life's important lessons, you know, to their children. So a lot of the things that I got at home, I know people everywhere didn't particularly get at home but whether it starts in the home in the home like the brick and mortar home or the home in the school where that becomes your second home that's your second home um people need mother figures father figures need to listen um that's my biggest takeaway because i think kevin was trying to you know tell his mom something you know look mom like someone else was open she was like no i'm gonna shut this down you should take him the last shot and i think taylor was trying to tell his mom something um i think uh taylor's mom was trying to reach out to um the headmaster um every character in this episode to me is is dying to be heard and no one's yeah. listening everyone's pushing their own their own agenda already and we're only an hour into the season. And interesting, Taylor's mom, the way she talked to his girlfriend, really? You're going to put the blame on another young adult? She wasn't listening. 
Exactly. She, so yeah, she. I, I, you I, know, I love your takeaway. That, so. That's that's my takeaway. Uh, I can't wait to hear what people out there have to say. What? Let's want to make sure we didn't miss anything yeah. major. The girlfriend. I'm I'm interested to know her role in this. They only gave us a little they bit did. into her life. You know, her mom is sick and she mm-hmm. has her dad at home. They didn't even show him. So I was like, is that another character? I'm looking. I was like, is that somebody <laughs> from last season? I thought it was gonna be the dad again. Oh yeah. But I'm interested to see her um how her story unfolds in all of this. Yeah. Because you know, I don't think I think Taylor is messing around with that guy so I'm just interested <laughs> I'm I, in this <laughs> I think I think he's messing around with the guy too and I think we have to be open minded because mm-hmm. th- the writers so far have, have made us look at Taylor and his girlfriend as low class people who don't deserve to be where they are mm-hmm. and we get I think it's just human nature to get so entrenched in your you know preconceived notions about what people are and how their circumstances predict how they're going to act in real life like I'm looking at the girl the girlfriend like oh you know her mom's sick you know her dad has health issues she's probably low income you know like you know and and that's what that's what we've been presented but I want us to be able to think outside of that and be open to the fact that every one of these characters no matter how rich or how poor deserves to succeed yeah um, I'm I excited. <laughs> I'm so excited about the season. I'm just, I, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, guys, in the comment section, tell us what you guys like or didn't like about last night's episode. Are you excited about it? Um, if we missed anything super important, let us know. We'll, we'll make sure to catch up on it next week. Um, next week, we have Nick and John back. So there will Hopefully. be a, a panel <laughs> of four. Panel of four next week. And um, anything else, Erica, Jay? No, I just I think the writers are doing an excellent job. I read somewhere that um, he made sure to have very diverse writers because mm-hmm. I, I mean, from women to gay to black to white, it does, doesn't matter. And I love how we're seeing that yeah. in the show. And so I just I think it's beautiful. I really do. I think this show is amazing. And I wish there was more stuff like it on TV. That's all. I agree with that. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, I am. Erica Renee Davis. <laughs> you can find me on Snapchat, Twitter, Periscope, Instagram at Erica Renee D. And I'm Erica J. Green. You can find me on all of that <laughs> at Erica J. Green. And that's J-A-Y-E. And we will be back next Thursday at 6 for the second episode recap of American Crime for AfterBuzz TV, American Crime After Show. Make sure you download this podcast on iTunes and keep watching on YouTube. Share, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Until mm-hmm. next week, guys. See ya. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 